0: Hi, welcome to Marvelous Mysteries, the podcast. I'm Rebecca, and I'm Jaden, and we're gonna go over some mysteries that we researched. We researched with you guys this week. Oh man, um, it's been a rough start. It took us a half hour just to set up the audio this week. So yeah. it's been rough. Um, yeah. So, um, anything new happened to you this week? Not really. It was a very uneventful week. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have anything eventful this week either. But My life isn't that exciting to begin with. So like, yeah. I wrote. That's pretty much what I did oh, the past two uh, days. <laughs> yeah. Um. My life is also not exciting. I get up 15 minutes before I have to work. And then I, like... Depends on if, if I take a shower the night before then I don't shower in the morning. But then I, like, get dressed for work. And then I work. And then I have lunch. And then I work. And then I just, like watch tv or yeah. like do whatever so um i wish winnie would have come in here with us winnie's, i know we should have
1: winnie's her cat by the way i know we she thought it would come out under the bed
0: yeah we're in now we're the new relocation is my closet last week was under Jaden's desk to try to limit like the echoes and stuff but we decided to try my closet because it's more comfortable than sitting under a desk yeah. on a hard floor and there's a lot of clothes in here because i have a lot of clothes so they're like nicely Helping with the sound, hopefully. We'll find out. So it's fine. Yeah, I have a lot of clothes. That's size, yours on you're on Isaac's side, um. But I have a lot of stuff. He has his shoes down here. His fancy shoes. Aren't they um
1: huge? <laughs> yeah, but it's fine because he's a tall guy. Yeah, my husband, <laughs> who's
0: also Jaden's brother, is like six four. Yeah, he's six four, so his shoes are yeah. huge. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> <He's solid>. anyways. <laughs> Um, okay, I have icebreakers as normal. There's not that many, though. Um, do you prefer the pool or the beach? Okay, is it, like, the beach by the ocean or by a lake?
1: What? I, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> because I don't really like it if it's the ocean, because I think I mentioned, like, a different podcast. I just have fear of the ocean. I the ocean. <laughs> so, like, if it was the ocean, I'd probably choose pool, but I don't mind, like, the beach by, like, the lake. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But...
0: Yeah, I agree. I, like, I don't love the ocean either, unless it's, like, very clear water. Yeah. Um. jellyfish. Yeah, and I can, I'm nervous (laughs) about jellyfish. Like, I'm not nervous about other animals. Like, I guess I don't like fish very much. They kind of gross me out for some reason. But, like, whatever, I could get over that. But I am worried about being stung by a jellyfish. But. Oh, and the next one. Do you prefer fruits or vegetables? Fruits. Fruit. That's
1: pretty much what I eat almost every day. I'm really bad at eating vegetables.
0: I like vegetables. fruit. It depends, though, because I like I like veggies too, but I don't I don't like raw veggies very much, except for like carrots and hummus. Yeah, but I like cooked vegetables. I like both, but I think I would say fruit as well, just to eat plain. Mm-hmm. And then, have you ever had an imaginary friend? No, you never had one. No, because was it us that were talking about it or someone else? No, it was I sent it
1: to my friends like this post that I saw, but like. Stories that kids had about their imaginary friends, or people that they knew, like their kids had imaginary friends, and like they're always just like really creepy about it. And I'm like, if my kids start doing that, be like, no, 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 you put that friend back in your head and you leave it there. Like, do not bring
0: it out for the rest of us to see. I had um, an imaginary ballet class, and I had imagined I invented because I for I'm the oldest, so like for three years, and I I don't remember a lot, but I remember. Like, the first couple times, like, I would play a lot by myself. And so, like, I invented this, like... It was more of, like, I was playing pretend, but by myself, you know? Right. And I always pretended I was in this ballet class, and we would, like... Our teacher would get kidnapped, and I would rescue her with ballet and stuff. But... It was more yeah.
1: game, I feel like. Yeah, it, it was a little... Like a... I
0: didn't literally have, like, an imaginary friend that I hung out with, but I did have, like, this imaginary ballet class I remember playing a lot when I was little. Because... Nice. I was, like, it was a while, I was, I'm, I'm the oldest, so I was by myself for a few years, and it was a few more years before like my sister could actually yeah. do anything with me, because she was a baby, but.
1: Um, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I don't like kids who have, like, imagine. okay, that's harsh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, what I meant was, like, they just kind of, like freak me out a little bit like it yeah. depends on how far they take it if it's like to the point where like my imaginary friend timothy he wants some cookies too and then like they're like full on having like, a full-blown conversation with like yeah. their imaginary
0: friends i would be like no 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 stop. Like, stop no no more fun time <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen there's like a this is a little sidetrack but like there's a thing of like creepy things kids have said to their parents and like the one i remember my friend told me in like eighth grade or something is like one of the girls came to her dad in the middle of the night and was like, "I want to peel all your skin off." Oh my god. Because she for like he forgot that he had sunburn, so his skin was peeling, so she's oh. like wanted to like peel the skin. It's so weird. <laughs> it's that's a nasty. little weird. But like it's a little bit more understandable, but he was like, "What the?" Cuz <laughs> <laughs> like that's disturbing. But anyways. <laughs> um, did I go first last week or did you? I think I did. So you, you can did. Go. So I go first now. Yeah. I mean, okay. it Doesn't matter.
1: But you can go first.
0: Yeah, sure. I like did this whole thing. I actually like put a lot of time into it this week. I like. I didn't. Look, I have pictures and everything. Oh, wow. Um it's like, it's like a book report. I know. I did like a book <laughs> report, although um, it's still not super well researched.
1: Well, mine are not wrote well researched. I'm really bad at like I procrastinate so badly when it comes to finding these things, which is like very not like me. Like usually like. Like, school-wise, like, I would finish all my assignments, like, if I was able to, like, weeks ahead of time.
0: Yeah, I think, was not I think that. it's
1: because, like, for, like, this stuff is usually, like, the day after I work. And I'm just, I am just do not want to do anything after I work. And so I'm just like, ugh. It's
0: I try to... It. I usually do it the few days before. Because I usually don't have time after work on Fridays. And then I do it during lunch because I have an hour for lunch. Oh, okay. But, um... This one, for some reason, I was like, I'm going to do so well. And I, like, typed it, like... I don't know. I was, like, typing things, like, adding, like, my own things and stuff. and Because usually I, like, you know, like, just highlight and copy and, and paste, and paste and... a little and, like, change it up. Like, add things from different sources. But this one I really... But it still is not that good, probably, compared to yeah, other Mine's people. really
1: short <laughs> and not that well-researched either. But <laughs> I really don't know how much for what mine's about. I really don't know how much I could have done Okay. research-wise. Sorry, so, go ahead.
0: No problem. So <laughs> mine is called The Grime Sisters. It's either Grimes or... Grimes, but I think it's Grimes, G-R-I-M-E-S. Yeah. Okay, so this is December 28th, 1956, which is my anniversary. 1956. Yeah, I didn't get married in 1956, (laughs) but that's the date I got married. (laughs) Um, Patricia and Barbara Grimes, Patricia who was 12 and Barbara Grimes, and Barbara was 15, um, attended the Elvis Presley movie Love Me Tender at the Brighton Theater in Chicago, and they never came home. So, basically, these sisters were inseparable. They were two of the family of seven. Um, I don't, like, they were cute, well-loved, you know, they're young. Um, they left the house at 7.30pm, and the Brighton Theater is about one and a half miles from their home. They had $2.50 in their possession about, which is $23 today. Um, and they don't know if they either walked or took the bus to the theater. Um, so one of their friends from school, Dorothy Weinert, told investigators that she was sitting behind the girls, um, with her younger sister during the movie. Um, Dorothy and her sister left at intermission of the double feature around 9.30 p.m. and saw the Grimes sisters in line to buy popcorn. She said she didn't notice anything strange. So their mother, their mother, Loretta Grimes, thought that the sisters would stay for the double feature. Um, so if they did stay for the double feature, they should have been home around 11.30 p.m. So when midnight rolled around, she started to worry. Um, she sent two of their older sister siblings, Teresa, who is 17, and Joey, who is 14, to the bus stop to wait for them to see if they could find them. But it, at 2 a.m., they realized something was wrong. Uh, Loretta filed a missing persons report on her daughters with the Chicago Police Department at 2.15 a.m., on December 29th. So the investigation, the missing persons report sparked one of the largest missing persons cases in Cook County. It took hundreds of police officers assigned to the case full-time. Uh, the officers were assisted by other officers from surrounding suburbs and a task force was developed to uh, locating the sisters. They also had a ground search that was 100 by funded by hundreds of volunteers. door-to-door scene was done throughout Brighton Park, um, and they dredged the rivers and canals. Um, they distributed over 15,000 flyers, and the church the sisters were a part of offered a $1,000 reward for their information, which is almost $10,000 today. It's like 90, a little over $9,500. Um, apparently, there was a few letters that were written to the family, um, like ransom letters, which later came out. It was just a mental patient writing them. Uh, Loretta even went to Milwaukee on January 12th and sat with a, at a Catholic church with a $1,000 beside her. The letter promised, like, that Barbara would walk in, retrieve the money, give it to the kidnapper, and then both sisters would be released, but no one showed. There's tons of random sightings of the sisters. Um, as far as Nashville... Um, in the event that her daughters had been kidnapped, Barbara said, if someone is holding them, please let my girls call me. I'll forgive them from the bottom of my heart. She made a plea to the kidnappers or whoever abducted her. Um, a lot of people thought that the girls, like, just ran away or orchestrated their own disappearance because they wanted to go to Nashville to meet Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um... So, on January 19, 1957, there was a statement issued from Elvis Presley's Graceland Estate, which said, um, if you are good Presley fans, you'll go home and ease your mother's worries. Um, and Elvis apparently also made direct radio pleas to the sisters trying to get the girls to go home to their mother. their mother. um, since they were such big bands and a lot of people thought that they just ran away and orchestrated all this so they could meet him right um they saw no leads and the only theory they decided the only theory is that they ran away but loretta their mom objected saying that the girls would never do something like this um but after a month of all the searching it stalled out so nothing happened so january 22nd 1957 a construction worker named Leonard Prescott spotted what he thought were mannequins, or what he said was these flesh colored things, on a German road, on German Church Road in Willow Springs, which is maybe 20 minutes away from the theater if you drive. Um, he went home to get his wife. They returned to the recite and they discovered the naked bodies of Barbara and Patricia Grimes. Um, his wife fainted upon the sight of the bodies. They are positioned super awkwardly, like um, Barbara lying face down, and then Patricia was like laying on top of her sister. Their faces were damaged by animals, and they Leonard and his wife immediately reported their findings to the police. So it was believed that the sisters had been driven to the location in a car and were dragged or lifted out of the vehicle and then placed or thrown and placed or thrown over the guardrail. So it's just like by the side of the highway. It's just, like, it's not that far from the road, Mm -hmm. I don't think. Like, I saw a picture of it, and it's not very far. Um, Barbara had three wounds, was resembling ice picks, and injuries related to blunt force trauma. Uh, Patricia had lots of bruising, uh, and their father, Joseph Grimes, had to come and identify the bodies. Um, Some police thought that the sisters were likely there the entire time that they were searching, but since, like... When they disappeared, there was a recent snowfall, and so, like, around the time they were found, the snow thawed, and it was, like, became mortimer, so they were thinking that that's why they, um, they were able to be found, like, so much later, because the snow thawed, which, like, exposed the bodies. hmm So, after the identification, over 160 police officers from several suburban Chicago police departments and lots of volunteers conducted a search of the crime scene. With additional assistance from the forest preserves and then later on that was criticized because um, they just allowed like anyone to help out with searching it untrained people and just people from other departments and no evidence was found Um, but it was also like I think I don't know when they found out like when they started doing things like only the police at the crime scene and stuff like that I think that was like before all that I'm guessing because they just probably like it was a more innocent time so like oh they just want to help you know they don't think like mm-hmm. whatever so the autopsy was performed by three experienced forensic pathologists and after a 5 hour examination of each body they were unable to re- reach an agreement of cause of death the the things they were able to determine was that the girls had eaten dinner and both had most likely died within five hours of the Brighton Lee Theater. And the official cause of death was a combination of... I wrote shoe and exposure, but I don't think it's <laughs> shoe. <laughs> um, hmm, I wonder what I was trying to say. But basically, exposure, I think. Oh, maybe shock, I was trying to say. Um, but there's no obvious fatal wounds on either girl's body. There's no... They weren't drunk, drugged, or poisoned. They never found any of their clothing and the bodies were described as being marked clean. Um the autopsy was res- revealed that Barbara had engaged in sexual intercourse. There's no ca- evidence if it was forced although I'm guessing it probably was forced.
1: Yeah, um, like twelve and thirteen or yeah,
0: something. Yeah. Right? No yeah, and no matter what it is um they can't give as long as the person is like not also 15 which i'm guessing they're not probably not um yeah. then it's not consent mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah so the official death certificate death certificate says murder cause of death is murder specific means is secondary shock so um it's really sad because I'm, like, I'm nervous that they're just a, slightly alive. Not slightly alive, but, you know, like, barely alive and had to sit out there in the cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I accidentally saw the crime... One of the crime scene photos, and it's not, like, super graphic, but it was, like... It's still disturbing enough and made me sad. <laughs> I was, like, not... Nah, I didn't... I don't like to look at stuff like that, but I accidentally, like, saw it on the website. And it's not horribly, you know, like, disturbing or graphic, but it is because it's, like... They're just, like, thrown over the rail. Like, they were, like, trash or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which is horrible. But... So, one of the coroners, Walter McCarron... He was, like, very adamant the whole time that... Um... They had been alive until January 7th. Where other people... Most people, the general consensus is they were killed, like, right away when they were abducted. Um... He said that the... Um... The lack of discovery... Oh, he disagreed that, um, with everyone else. Oh, wait, no. He, sorry, wrong person. Walter McCarran said that the lack of discovery was due to the freezing temperatures and then because the layer of snow melted earlier on. Harry Gloss is the one that disagreed with the official time of death. He said that the thin layer of ice around the girl's body indicated that they had been alive until at least January 7th. He thought that both girls had been, like held captive for the whole time um and he said he had found like semen on patricia and stuff and so he was like very adamant this whole time that they had been um that they had been kept held captive and had been alive this whole time Mm -hmm. um so there are several suspects the first one is edward beadwell but he was called benny not beady he was a 20 year old (laughs) drifter from tennessee um He'd been evicted from his family's home. Prior to the Grimes sisters' disappearance, he earned money as a part-time dishwasher in a Chicago Skid Row restaurant. And people say he resembled Elvis Presley. I mean, I don't know. I guess. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> <What> I mean. <laughs> um, so that's why they thought, like, maybe they would get into the car since he looks so much like Elvis. Um, according to the restaurant owners he worked at, he and another young man had been... Um, in the company of the two, of two girls that resembled the Grimes sisters early morning of December 30th. Um, after that, police arrested him and subjected him to a three-day interrogation. He insisted that the owners just mistaked their identification. He was charged with the murders on January 27th, 1957, and signed a 14-page confession in which he And his acquaintance had been in the company of the sisters on December 30th, and his 28-year-old acquaintance, um, was with them until January 7th drinking and going to various places. Um, after—and he—this is his convention. He said, after several days in the girls' company, him and his friends fed the girls hot dogs and then beat them and threw their renewed bodies into a ditch when they rejected his sexual advances. Um... So this is why it probably wasn't, it might not have been him. So Loretta was like, that's a lie, my girls would never be on West Madison Street. They don't even know where that was. It's probably a bad part of town, so she didn't believe it. And then his other guy, um, Will- William Willingham admitted to being in the company of him and two girls but said it wasn't the sisters. He said he wasn't involved in any murders. And Bedewell recants his confession because he said that the reason he confessed is because he was in custody for four days and just wanted to leave. So, the autopsy doesn't support this. Their some contents didn't have any alcohol or hot dogs, and they hadn't been beaten to death. And there was also, like, he apparently clocked into his employment at 419 p.m. on December 30th until 1230 a.m., which is around the time of abduction. They think so there's max flieg who is a 17 year old suspect um he was considered one of the prime suspects at the time because of his age because he's closer to the girl's age um but he was prevented from taking a polygraph test because uh like juveniles are protected under law they don't have to take any Mm -hmm. um he volunteered but during the unofficial tests he allegedly confessed the murders but since there is no legal means of using the um, polygraph tests as evidence, they had to release him. And there's, again, no physical ev- evidence supporting his own official cl- investigation. But he was jailed later for murdering another young woman. Um... <clears throat> so, they had have... Wait, okay. So, up until this point, two or three people have confessed. But they're wrong. Or, like, they're not... Viable. Sorry, I'm just grabbing my water. Very good. I'm just like, I don't know. It's like they they didn't keep an eye on any of them after that. <laughs> Apparently not, because this is still like an unsolved case. Right. It just seems kind of weird. Like I don't know. Okay. Well, this is the next one. <laughs> this next one's interesting. Walter Kranz, He's a 53 year old steam fitter and self proclaimed psychic. Um. So on January 15th, he called a switchboard operator in the chicago police department's complaint room and told the operator that both sisters were deceased and their body could be found in an unincorporated area in lyons township or Lyons township i don't know but he wouldn't give his name he said he had the revelation in a dream um the operator though was able to trace his car from the home um so the park he described was only one mile from the true location where the bodies were found um one questioned he told the police that his ancestors possessed psychic powers and that he had a vision at night that night he had a vision after a night of heavy drinking <laughs> so, that, so, so that's <laughs> really reliable his vision um he was initially the number one suspect and apparently the handwriting experts said he like may have written some of the ransom notes but he denied involvement and she was released so also he didn't fit it then there's this guy But this doesn't happen. So, Charles Leroy Melquist, um, they didn't discover him until 2013. So, in 2013, a retired West Chicago police officer named Raymond Johnson began a personal investigation into the case. Um, He had extensively researched the case, and he believed um, that he could solve it, but with public assistance. He thought the killer could be this guy, Charles Leroy Melquist. He Milquost had been convicted of the murder of a fifteen-year-old girl named Bonnie Bonnie Lay Scott, um, who he knew prior to her murder. Her body had found, been found two months after her disappearance, less than ten miles from where the Grimes sisters' bodies had been found. Um, her body was also found naked, and she had similar non-lethal mar- markings to the Grimes sisters, and there are simula- similarities to the murder and the disposal of the bodies, but, um, they had never questioned him around the same time as the Grimes sisters' murders. Um, so the day after the body of Bonnie Lace, Lace Scott was found, Loretta, um, received a phone call from an individual who claimed responsibility for Bonnie's murder. He said, I've committed another perfect crime, there's, this is another one that cops won't solve and they're not going to beadwell, beadwell or Barry Cook um Loretta until ni- 1989 I think when she died at age 83 she remained adamant that the caller was the same person who called her in May 1957 which I'll get to later <laughs> um so he claims Johnson the guy investigating this claims that he spoke to a third girl who was abducted with the Grimes sisters but escaped and she was 14 years old at the time but would not come forward out of fear so, Charles died in 2010, and he was never charged, but he was arrested for the other one. I believe he died in prison, but I don't have that. Um, so, the aftermath of all this, um, some of this nice, like, Loretta was unable to work because of all this, but friends and family and people in the community donated a lot of money to the family, so she could focus on this, like, um, with all the funds, they were able to pay off the mortgage on their house and pay for the ex- funeral expenses for Barbara and Patricia, which is nice that she didn't have to worry about that, um, so May of 1957, this is what I was, like, referring to earlier, Loretta received anonymous phone calls from an individual claiming to have undressed and killed her daughters, um, the family received a lot of hoax calls like this before, but, sorry, I need some water, um, But this particular caller ridiculed police efforts um, because they weren't able to blame any of the suspects that they brought in. Um, He ended the phone call with, I know something about your little girl that no one else knows. Not even the police. The smallest girl's toes were crossed at the feet. Which, if the police don't know, I'm guessing because I don't know how they would, like, say that, like, check his whatever. Unless they took crime scene photos. Mm -hmm. Besides, like, just the... Like, in detail ones, like they took take now. Um, one year later, Loretta publicly stated her conviction that her go- daughters were murdered by someone they n- knew. She said, even in the cold win- winter, Barbara and Patricia would have never gotten into a stranger's car, no matter how cold or uncomfortable they are. And so, that guy I mentioned earlier, what is Raymond Johnson, he created this Facebook group dedicated to helping solve the Grimes sisters' murder, so... There's a Facebook group, I looked it up this morning, it's still, like, active and you can join it, um, dedicated to any information relating to this. And so the case is still officially marked as opened and remains unsolved. Um, so it's not, like, closed or marked as, like, a cold case, I don't think. But, but obviously the longer it goes on, the harder it is for them to solve it, because a lot of these people are... Dead. dead or like <laughs> yeah and a lot of the evidence is gone or like i don't think i don't know if the theater's around anymore if it's something new now you know so mm-hmm. that's mine it's kind of sad and horrifying yeah. but kind so, of a downer
1: so because you said that they were also like like they had um like knife wounds and stuff like that too right
0: um or, or... they didn't have night rooms they had like bruising and stuff And, like, blunt force trauma, I think one of them did, but I don't think there were knife wounds.
1: Really, just some kind of like.
0: Yeah. There wasn't anything, like, because they couldn't find any sort of cause of death, really, on them, besides just, like, they said exposure, which it kind of implies that they just died because of natural causes of the elements, which Mm -hmm. is kind of horrifying to me. But. Nature can kill you. Mm hmm. Yeah, and they they were like completely naked too. Like their clothes were not found. So that's right. why in January in Chicago. Hmm. So it's, it's super, like really possible, but I don't know.
1: Something make you uh,
0: nice and paranoid about? Yeah, it's when you're really when you're sad. you walking alone. <laughs> I know, because they were like with each other too, which is, you yeah. know, like I'm always like, oh, I'm with someone, I'm fine. But. And I was what
1: just remind just me. Like, I was going to work once, and you know, like like, I work nights sometimes, and the girl I was walking out to my car with, because, like, the employee parking lot, like, usually I don't always park back there, because it's so far back, and, like, when you get out, like, 10 o'clock at night, like, the last yeah. thing you want to do is, like, walk by yourself mm-hmm. to the sketchy parking lot. Both of us had parked back there, because there wasn't enough spaces earlier, and, like, I don't know if, like, she was also a fa- fast walker, or if we just had, like, the
0: mutual understanding, like, just walk quickly to the car. <laughs> yeah. But... I know I get freaked out and then like I don't what did I get freaked out about the other night because like Isaac was like like I freaked him out because I was like I hear something <laughs> <laughs> but we live in like an apartment and you have to like you very often people just like you have to buzz in to get into the building right. like to our door but really often like someone will ring our door while we do it too we just let whoever in you know because like maybe they just forgot and maybe it's the delivery guy you can't tell. But um, I was and he's then it makes him paranoid. So <laughs> it rubs off on people. <laughs> huh?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't like like those two cases are like yeah they're interesting but I just never like reading them because they're so like just like sad and like par- yeah like you know like I don't know it makes you feel things. Gonna, I know like, it's I don't... <laughs> a little
0: sad. Yeah, my favorite like it's like I feel weird saying this. My favorite crimes to read about are like I re- I like hearing like the like why of why a killer would like do something even though it's like still not an excuse or you know but i I just it's It's interesting to me yeah the psyche and i i don't know but i thought it was interesting but also really sad (laughs) but maybe they'll solve it still maybe
1: because they would be if they were like like 12 or 13 and 15 at the time that was 56 they would still totally be alive by now potentially yeah Maybe like in their 60s or 70s yeah so
0: yeah and it's sad because they're like so young too you know And yeah. they just went to the movie like um my parents i think i was like 13 when my parents like first ever like dropped me off at the movies to hang out with my friends and they would pick me up right after the movie was over and yeah, like granted granted they walked but like you know this like the 50s not that much happened then and so it makes me paranoid yeah and, What is yours? (laughs) Um,
1: so mine isn't anything like that. It's, mine's not even, like, it's kind of interesting. It's not that long, first of all. It's, like, four pages. You're good. But then, like, it's just kind of, like, oops. Um, like, there's, like, no, like, murder or, like, anything like that. It's just, like, weird things that happened on this island. That's interesting. That's kind of all it
0: was. Yeah. That's interesting. It's not in-depth as yours. No, it's good. That's why we chose, like, mysteries (laughs) instead of murders, so we could have anything weird or intriguing.
1: Um... So, mine is, I don't really know how to, Eileen, I, how do you pronounce that, do you think, Eileen? I would say Eileen, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pronounce it Eileen. So, mine is about the the, the disappearance of the Eileen Moore lighthouse keepers. Is that Winnie? Is she at the door? Yeah, she's
0: crying at the door. Should we let her in?
1: Sure. Watch, it. it's not Winnie. It's a person. Hi! Want to
0: come in? Come here. Oh, there she is. Come here. I don't know if she'll come in here. I want her in here. Winnie. Come here.
1: Oh, she won't come in. She she knows, I don't think she, she will. She knows it's a trap.
0: Yeah. Come here. Okay. Well, Alright, not- that was the cat. But yeah. She's not coming in. She really, she wanted to, but she She can just creepily scratch at the door. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Anyways. <laughs> so mine's about the Eileen Moore Lighthouse keeper. So, on December 26, 1900, um, a small ship was making its way to the F- Flannan Islands in the remote outer Hebrides. I feel like I'm pronouncing all this very wrong, but it, you It's know. no problem. Um, assassination was the lighthouse at Elaine Moore, um, Eileen Moore, a remote island, which was completely uninhabited. Um, and like, even though it was uninhabited, like, a lot of people were still very interested in it, because it was kind of just like, a little, little sketch, mm-hmm. you know. So, it was named after St. Flannan, a 16th century Irish bishop, who later became a saint. Um, and he, he built a chapel on the island, and for centuries, shepherds used to bring, used to bring sheeps over, sorry, I read that wrong, used to bring over sheep <laughs> to the island, um, just to, like, graze and some like of that, but, like, the guy would never ever stay overnight because they're afraid of, like, spirits and things that might have haunted okay. the island, and, yeah. So... Uh, Captain James Harvey, um, was in charge of the ship that was also carrying Jose. Is this supposed to say Joseph? It's like J-O-S-P-E-P-H. Joseph. <laughs> 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 um, jo- Joseph Moore, um, a replacement life housekeeper. Um, and like when they arrived, like, the captain was like, there was no one waiting for their arrival, which he wasn't really surprised about, just given like the stories and things. So he blew the ship's horn and sent up a warning flare to act, to attract attention, but there was no response. So Joseph Moore, um, oh yeah, it was just misspelled. It's Joseph. Okay. <laughs> Joseph Moore, um, like he went ashore. Um, he ascended the steps and things like that up to the lighthouse. And according to reports from Moore, uh, the replacement housekeeper, uh, suffered an overwhelming sense of foreboding on his long walk up the top of the cliff, up to the top of the cliff um whoa it's moving okay so once he was at the lighthouse more noticed something was immediately wrong uh the door to the lighthouse was unlocked and in the entrance hall two of the three oil skinned coats were missing um so more continued onto the kitchen area where he found half-eaten food and an overturned chair um as if like someone had jumped up from their seat and hurry and left um and like just in general like to like, another thing that was also kind of weird was that the kitchen clock also stopped working. It just okay. stopped. So, Moore continued to search the rest of the lighthouse, but he didn't sign... Uh, fa- oh, gosh. But he didn't find any sign of the lighthouse keepers. Um, so, he went back to the ship to inform the captain, Harvey. Um, and he, the captain ended up ordering a, ser- ordering a search of the islands for any missing men, but no one was found. Um, so, Harvey sent back a telegram to the mainland... Um, which in turn was forwarded to the Northern Lighthouse Board headquarters in Edinburgh. Um, so this is the telegraph that he sent. Um, it says, A dreadful accident has happened at Flannan's. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall, and the Occasional, have disappeared from the island. On, our arrival, there's this a- on arrival there this afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. Um, fired a rocket, but as no response was made, managed to land more who went up to the station but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that, there, that the accident must have been, which must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming on, we could not wait to make something as to their fate. I have left more McDonald, boy mas- buoy master, is it? and two seamen on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Oban until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Muirhead in case you are not at home. I remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. So that's what the captain had sent. Um, just let everybody, like, to let the... What's it called? Headquarters. Know what was happening. <laughs> okay. Um, so a few days later, Robert Muirhead, the board's super... Super... Natant? I guess I say it. Was both, uh who both recruited and knew all three men personally, departed for the island to investigate the disappearances, um, and he found nothing at the lighthouse, um, after, like, because Moore had already reported, so he found nothing else to add on to that, and then, except he found the lighthouse's log, like a journal. Oh, not, 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 like, a log. <laughs> it's just my log. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: that's how, I, that's, that's what cool. I thought at first, then I continued, yeah. and I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> So, Muirhead um, immediately noticed that the last few days of the entries were unusual. On the 12th of December, Thomas Marshall, the second assistant, wrote of severe severe winds the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years. He also noticed that James Ducat, the principal keeper, had been very quiet and that the third assistant, William MacArthur, had been crying. It's me. (laughs) Um, and so, like, they're like, okay, why, like, this is kind of strange, like, also, why was this man qu- crying, <laughs> like, from the storms and everything like that? Um, so, log entries on the 13th of December state that the storm was still raging and that all three men had been praying. Um, and they are still, like, kind of confused as to why they would be so worried about a storm, considering that the lighthouse was 150 feet above sea level. Um, like, so they should have been perfectly safe, so that was just kind of weird. Um, and then, even more peculiar, pe- peculiar... Peculiar. Peculiar. I can't say that word. It's like regularly. I can't say that word either.
0: Regularly?
1: Yeah. I Anyways, we're okay. going to on. <laughs> um, so they also found no reported storms, or that there were no reported storms in the area on the 12th, 13th, and 14th of December. In um, fact, the weather was calm, and the storms that were to hit the island didn't hit until December 17th. So they're kind of like, it's just kind of strange that they made a, a log of all these storms happening when tenantly there actually weren't any storms. So the final log entry was made on the fifteenth of December and all it said was storm ended, sea calm. God it's God is all God is over all. Um so after reading the logs, Mirrorhead's attention turned to the remaining oil skinned coat that had been left in the entrance hall, um which they were confused about because it was bitter cold. Um it was like winter and everything like that, so why would they why would a like housekeeper venture out without his coat? And, like, why would all three lighthouse keepers leave their posts at the exact same time mm-hmm. when, like, they're- it was prohibited okay. from doing that. Um, so, further clues were found down by the landing platform. Here, Mirrorhead head ropes strewn- ropes strewn over all the rocks, um, and the ropes were usually held in a brown crate 70 feet above the platform on a supply crane and they're like, perhaps the crate had been dislodged and knocked down and the lighthouse keepers were attempting to retrieve them when an unexpected wave came and washed them out to sea. So that was one theory. Um, and like Muir had included include that in his official report to the Northern Lighthouse Board. So this is just the last little bit so it's almost over but, it says, this explanation left some people in the Northern Lighthouse Board unconvinced for one why had no, none of the bodies had been washed ashore Um, why had one of the men left the lighthouse without his coat, especially during, or since it was uh, winter? Um, why had all three lighthouse keepers been taken unaware by a wave? Um, so the most, like, question, or not question, but the most, like, weird things, like, a lot of people would point out, like, at that time, like, the conditions, like, Mm -hmm. of the sea, like, were absolutely calm. Like, like, nothing should have happened, like, a weird storm to, like... Wash them out to sea. Like, everything should have been fine. Um. But, yeah. And so, over the following de- decades, um, lighthouse housekeepers at Elaine Moore have reported strange voices in the wind calling out the names of the three dead men. Uh, theories about their disappearances have ranged from foreign invaders capturing the men all the way through to an alien abduction. Um. But, yeah. It's, so, like, whatever the reason for their disappearances. Um. Something or something or someone you know snatched the men up (laughs) Snatched. yeah that's kind of where it ends I guess I could have probably I mean I can do it now if you want to but I guess I could have looked into more of the theories it's just like it kind of it kind of sounded like they didn't really have much to go on anyways yeah and when was this again this was in the 1900s I think Okay. yeah it's the 1900 but yeah that's all mine is like I said it was pretty short um but yeah I mean, uh-huh. I thought. I mean, had it's I looked it, had I looked into it more, I probably could find out some more interesting facts about it. Like I said, I was kind of like doing this somewhat last minute. <laughs> but it's um, eerie
0: though. Anything with a lighthouse is always eerie and foggy and <laughs> <yeah>. creepy. <laughs> You've seen the Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, like cartoons. Like I remember, is this the same one where he cuts the fog? This like little with his nail. Yeah, and eats it. Yeah. Yeah, that's like very well seared <laughs> into my brain. <laughs> So, yeah, but that's all we have really. Yeah. This week. I um, just so we didn't have anything interesting to share otherwise. About our lives. No. Yeah. <laughs> I almost had another cat, kind of, but not really. But we went to the pet store to get my cat food. And then there was a the little cat, and it was like very cute and loving. I want to get a pet. Yeah, it's so cute. I was, it was like very cuddly. They're like, this is definitely a lap cat. And I was like, oh, but like the only thing. The biggest thing preventing it is, like, you're supposed to have one litter box per cat mm-hmm. per level of floor your house is, technically. And we're just in apartments, so it's one floor, but we don't have really anywhere to put in a second one. Like, the first one's, like, strategically hid in our bathroom, so it's not, like, exposed to the world all the time. So, you don't really have a place to put another one, so I would feel bad. Yeah. But that's all. I want um, a... I want a dog.
1: Or a cat. I want either one or both, but I'm also kind of allergic to cats. Um, but you get
0: used to your own, they say. I guess, probably. And I a mean, lot of people, I've heard that a lot of people are actually litter to, allergic to the cat litter dust that is on them. So that's maybe why, like, an indoor cat would bother you. So there's special cat litters you can get that don't, yeah, like, maybe. make dust or whatever. I'll Also, that could be it, because I think I'm also allergic to outdoor cats, though.
1: That, but that's probably because they have, like, pollen and stuff on their yeah, fur. Yeah, that could
0: be it. So... so if you got an indoor cat, you also you can get used to them. Because one of my friends, I guess, she said she was allergic to she I know, to she, cat- told, she told me. She was yeah, like, she just t- get one, you'll get used to it. And I was like, I don't know if that's how it works. She has three <laughs> cats now. <laughs> so, um, I recommend them because they're easy to take care of. I know, that's the
1: other thing. Because if I get an apartment or something like that, I would yeah. say cats can be easier to take care of. But and I just like dogs, I think, more. They're more like, unless it's like. A really cuddly so, cat. Yeah, unless it's like a really cuddly cat.
0: Like, you can't really, I feel like a lot of cats don't really like to be like he snuggled a lot yeah my cat will but... snuggle with me a, separ- a couple times a day but she's the most cuddly cat I've had but like um, you should have to pick out the right one but also nice thing about cats like you can also just kind of like leave them for a few days yeah you don't have to think. You like a dog you have to get someone to watch it and they're really high maintenance maybe I'll just get like a cat the size
1: of a dog like a Maine Coon mhm I want one of those they're yeah. huge but they're
0: a cat it's like a cat dog mm-hmm. Yeah, Isaac would love one. Did it? One of my friends, someone at their work, was had them, but we couldn't. I was like, I have like, oh. no other cat. Yeah, I thought I told you about that.
1: No, I don't know. Maybe you did. I don't remember, but still. Okay,
0: sorry. Should next I got time. One. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Um, sorry for the sidetrack. Um, can... if you have any icebreakers, let us know that you want us to say answer questions. Anything you want us to cover. And let us know but you can also follow us on instagram twitter social media subscribe to us on youtube or on whatever podcast you're you find listening to on. yes <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week Bye. bye